Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. On this week's episode, we're joined by G. Micah, who will tell us all about his improvisational journey. We'll play a couple games and most importantly, learn how he improved his life. Let's hit it. Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lee Evans. And today we are joined by the incredibly talented man of many numbers, writer of sketches, eater of mixed vegetables, G. Micah. G. Micah, how you doing this evening? Uh, I'm doing great. A little bit tired, but I got some caffeine in me. And uh, yeah, just thanks for having me on and having me out here. Well, I'm really glad to have you here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, you said you have caffeine in you. What is your preferred way to consume caffeine? Uh, coffee. Coffee. Good man. Uh, good man. Yeah. It's not good for me. I'm a little sensitive to caffeine, so mm. I have to drink it in small quantities, okay. but it just, I like coffee too much. No sugar, no creamer. Just, just black. Yes. I respect that. I respect that. I, I do, I, I do the same. I don't always drink it black, but every now and then it's like, this is the way it should be. Yeah. You know, it's just, just me, the bean. <laughs> pure. It's pure. Do you have like a fancy coffee set up at home? No, I used to have a French press, yeah. and then that was too much, uh, and I really just wanted the caffeine, and so I went back to like a regular coffee maker, and now I, uh, since I get, or since I'm too sensitive to it, I mm. just, every now and then I'll buy like a cold brew Ooh, or like a yeah. concentrate yeah. thing at the store and just go. use that, so yeah. I don't even have a coffee maker now. Okay, okay. I, I I prefer cold brew anyway. So coffee makers don't need them. Give me the cold stuff. Yeah. doesn't yeah. matter. Any time of year. All right. Well, uh, before we get too deep into coffee talk, uh, I want you to tell us, Micah, what's your relationship to IFTP? How long have you been involved? What classes have you been in? All that good stuff. Yeah. So I actually started with IFTP or my introduction to IFTP was, I think, uh, the middle, maybe towards the end of 2019. Hmm. Uh, I worked down the street and my manager decided that we would do a team building activity uh, within like the first month of me getting there or something. And it happened to be improv Mm. and Matt led us in like a four person like improv workshop. Um, And after that, I I was like, this is kind of fun. Like I can do this more. Um, And so I think I finally signed up for classes and like, uh, December 2019, maybe January 2020. Uh, so had, you know, two months of classes and yeah. then pandemic yeah. hit yeah. and stopped everything. <laughs> uh, but then I made it back in January of last year, 2022. And uh, I took some of the Saturday classes with Ben. Mm. Um, and now I have moved around several classes. I've taken the Wednesday class with Matt and now I'm in the Saturday class with Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I just enjoy all of them. Honestly, I want to take every teacher, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Only unlimited. Yeah, it can be jumps. tough. Yeah, tough yeah. to jump around. Yeah, because now this, uh, we just added Liam. Like, there's there's extra teachers now. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's filling up. It's filling up. But I think that's a fun goal. And like Ben's classes are great. Matt's classes are great. Uh, I know. I think. Well, I know the first time we met was in the Wednesday class. I remember mm-hmm. when you came in. I was like, "Well, this guy's good," because <laughs> it's, it's true. You're very good. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that introduction. So before we talk about improv too much, you ready to play some three things? Let's do it. All right. Any questions on how three things work? I don't think so. 
All right. Now, I try to get real creative with our, a couple of our categories here. Uh, so three things, but it's personal to you. Here we go. These are three things. Two-syllable words that start with M. Macro, micro, monster. Wow, that was one, two, three. That was so good. All right, next category. Uh, examples of Southern hospitality. Oh, holding the door. One. Um, letting someone merge in your lane. Two. Um, and, oh, offering offering uh, someone a place to sit that is older than you, typically. Um, three. Yeah, these are three things. Ah, one more. One more. Here we go. Problems that you have solved. <laughs> this is both vague and specific. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, the project workflow for uh, my engineering team. One. Um, why I get so upset when I can't explain myself. Two. Um, another problem I have solved is um there's so many but so few at the same time yes um how to make up stuff on the spot three these, these are, are three, three things, things. <laughs> all right all right so going back to that first category uh two syllable words that start with m and why in god's name did i think of that as a category how is that related to you well i mean i guess my name uh, ah there it is <laughs> yeah yeah I, um yeah my name yeah, I always, the first category is very, it's not very personal, it never is. <laughs> it's like something that generally makes me think of that person. It's really yeah. Last week I asked Owen, um, I said, uh, things you do when you procrastinate. So I was like, oh, he works in post-production and he does a lot of editing. So it's just like, he probably procrastinates. <laughs> that, is, that was it. All right, for that second category, why did I ask you about Southern hospitality? Oh, because I am from the South. Um, originally from Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, Georgia. And yeah, grew up there, uh, went away to Atlanta for a year for college, came back down to Savannah, and then made my way out to California in 2015. All right. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Last category. Um, so I asked you about problems that you've solved, and I said that's both vague and specific. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and if... I'll share this, but if we need to take it out, we can't. Your LinkedIn position is listed as problem solver. And I'm just curious, is that an official title? It's or a, is that a self-given title? Yeah, it's a title I've officially given myself. Okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. No, it, I guess I put that up there because I just like solving any type of yeah, problem. absolutely. Um, Seems like related yeah. to your work, I think. Yeah, and just very general problem solving, so. Yeah, I thought for a second, I was like, is that like, like on his like resume, you know, and say that? And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> just like, yeah, I got this. I'm literally a problem solver. Problem solver level three. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know there were levels, man. I got to, I got to work on that. I got to grind a little bit. I'm only level one right now. Yeah. You'll get there. Goals. Goals. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you like to solve problems. I, I very much identify with that. I, I work in IT right now, help desk. So it's basically people just throw their problems at me and I get to solve them. And I, it's very satisfying. Yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah, it's fun. Well, because you get to work work the, you know, mental muscle, but then you're yeah. also, like, directly helping people. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. And, you know, sometimes it's easier to help other people with their problems than to help yourself. That's true. Problems. That's true. <laughs> I think is why, at least for me, I find it so engaging, because I'm like, your problem's easy. Yeah. It also, by 
you know, uh, just focusing on other people's problems, you can kind mm. of just deny that you have any problems yeah. at all. So. Yeah, because you're not thinking about them. Yeah. You're focused on their problem. Yeah. Ah. It's very healthy. That's some good. Very healthy. So everyone, uh, from this point forward, just do that for the rest of your life and see where it takes you. Deny your own problems and help everyone else. hundred percent. I mean, in a way, if everyone took that mindset, wouldn't we eliminate? <laughs> you would think. Yeah. We may have just. I think we just solved. Found some, if we, we solved, solved a problem. Yeah. <laughs> if everyone cared about everyone else's problems to the extent that they ignored their own, eventually, like if we a hundred percent buy in. Yeah. We'd have a very connected network of caring yeah. and problem solving people. Yeah. I think the buy-in part may be difficult, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a start. We, we have something here, a future sort of political system, maybe. Okay. We'll, we'll workshop it off air. We'll write up like a constitution or something. I'm down. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, moving on from that, I want to talk about improv. I want to, I want to get to know your experience when you first learned about it, the whole journey of coming to IFTP and, uh, and during the pandemic. Uh, so my gut, in your life, thinking back, when was the first time you learned about what improv is, was? I wonder how many people have said it, but who's lying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a testament to how influential and important that show is. It is. Um, yeah, yeah I, I started watching Who's Lying when I was six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and my little core group of homies at that age, we all watched it. Um that and Adult Swim, and then <laughs> we'd go to school and talk about it. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Yeah, but I never, I never grew out of watching Who's Line. Yeah, uh, it just kind of expanded into other improv uh, things I could watch and learn. Yeah, yeah. So as a kid growing up, you were into Who's Line, into some Adult Swim. Were you growing up? Were you interested in performing at all? Did you do any like drama, theater, music? Uh, in fourth. In fifth grade, I did chorus for nice, a little nice, bit. Nice, um, And both years, I dropped out like halfway through. <laughs> and I think it's because like, I don't know, like I wanted to perform, but not with everyone else, I guess. Yeah, I just wanted sure. to do my own thing. Um, <laughs> like I know what I was doing at 11, 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you were like, this isn't for me. Yeah, yeah. but I guess I knew I... I didn't have any issue of being in front of people mm. and I guess I kind of enjoyed it. Um, yeah. but yeah, I never really thought about, Oh, I want to be a performer or, mm. you know, out in LA, like I want to be an actor or, or something like that. Um, I was very, very much taught and I guess brought up of like, you know, do what's practical. Mm. Uh, yeah. so I was always focused on math, science, yeah. you know, the typical academic, studies i guess wait improv isn't practical <laughs> i think oh, it is oh i gotta go home yeah i gotta rethink some things no i yeah I, I can understand that yeah that focus of like focus on you know tangible things math science you yeah. know the 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 core subjects of school right yeah absolutely and i would also imagine a fourth or fifth grade micah and it, and a lot of fourth and fifth graders like any sort of like school performance thing where it's a bunch of kids it's like and this ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. Yeah. Whether it's like a choir situation or whatever it is. Yeah. I remember I, I had to do choir and I, I think in fifth grade, like we all did and we were not into it. Yeah. I liked singing and I wasn't into it. I was like, nah, this is, 
Yeah, I I yeah. don't I didn't even like singing back then. I, I don't think I just like I happened to be. Yeah. I think we had to take chorus classes yeah. or something. And uh, yeah, I was always looking for more things to do. Mm. Um, I was a very anxious kid, very yeah. anxious person. Yeah. So I always had to have like more things to do, more hobbies, more extracurriculars. Um, so yeah, why not do a chorus show? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you're growing up. You're focusing on math and science. High school comes around. High school, chilling, still not doing too much performing, focusing on your subjects, sports maybe. Yeah. Um, so I guess I did baseball from the time I was like four up through eighth grade. Um, and I quit baseball in eighth grade because in seventh grade, I decided to play soccer ah. because a girl that rode my bus that I liked also played soccer. Nice, and nice, uh, nice. so I decided I would try it out. And made the team. <clears throat> and, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. And the next year I played baseball and just felt, like, kind of too slow for me at that point. So yeah. I switched to soccer. Sure, big difference. And stuck with that uh, throughout high school and then through college. Um, I didn't play, like, a D1 team or anything, but, you know, just playing pickup and yeah, intramurals awesome. and all that. Yeah. yeah. What uh, What's your favorite position to play in soccer? Um, I guess... My favorite position, yeah, it's probably the position I grew up playing. It's just like center back. Um, so it's very like organizational position and yeah. just telling people what to do yeah. uh, and let them do the work. Yeah, uh, so like, hey, hey. yeah, <laughs> hey, move over here, please. Yeah, um, yeah. but no, I, I, I guess I enjoy that like organizational part yeah. uh, and seeing the whole field and trying to shape yeah. your big, team. Big picture, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. systems thinking. Yeah, okay. all right, all right. All right, so college, you go to college out in Georgia, Georgia. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I ended up going to three colleges, hmm. Georgia Tech for a year, Georgia State for a few months, uh, came back home and then finished my undergrad at Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern, okay. All right, All right. so it's cool. So you did, So you did college and you moved out to Los Angeles. Uh, that's a big move. It and is. interesting, you know, interesting point, because I think, as you mentioned earlier, you didn't move out to L.A. to become an actor, which to me, I'm like, that's good. We need some, <laughs> like, people moving out here with other motives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what drew you to L.A., this, uh, um, this crazy place? Yeah, so I was in Irvine from 2015 to 2018. Oh, uh, okay. Um, you know, getting used to the SoCal life, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I mean, Orange County, Irvine. Yeah. Um, and then finished school and ended up working for a few months in Irvine. That company wasn't doing so well, so started looking around and yeah. just found this uh, small, like, consultancy up here in L.A. Mm. And, yeah, that was the company that brought me up here, the company that brought me to IFTP. Mm. Um, yeah, and now I'm still here. Wow. All right, pretty amazing, pretty amazing. That's, okay, Irvine is a beautiful place. I'm thinking about it now. Like, yeah, yes. okay, that's a good choice. You got the Irvine Spectrum. That's all I can think of right now. But Yeah, <laughs> no, just Irvine. the area around, because yeah. uh, I was on campus at UCI. So like, oh, okay, yeah, UCI. Just the area around there is, yeah. excuse me, very nice. Um, there's some nice uh, kind of like small hiking trails, mm. um, a few miles Maybe just a mile off campus. Okay. Um, yeah, 
Love the area. Yeah. I toured UCI when I was thinking about colleges, but didn't end up going there. So I'm basically an alum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you have any questions about it, just let me know. Okay. I'll reach out. Yeah. All my information is from 2011, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So from a little ways back. I'm sure it's still current. Okay. So you move up to LA. Boom. You're working. This crazy guy, Matthew Moore, comes to your job and tells you you're going to do improv. And you had just started, right? You were new. Yeah. I had done like two drop-in classes before for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, Like you pay 10 bucks and they teach you for an hour and a half. Um, But that was it. And honestly, I don't remember, you know, picking anything up from those. Yeah. It's a drop-in. You're just kind of like, what is this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you liked that little sample you had at work enough to pursue it further. Definitely. What was it that hooked you? Was there a moment, an exercise, or just kind of the whole thing? Matt being the awesome guy he is, that handsome bald man. He is so handsome. Uh, Absolutely. I I think I've just always had an admiration for improv, and so Mm -hmm. that was like a big motivating force. Yeah, going Um, back to your childhood. Yeah, because just... You know, like I, I was having fun laughing at Wayne and Ryan and oh, Colin yeah. and all that, but I also realized, like, damn, that takes a lot of skill, like a lot of thinking, very quickly. Mm. And that was one of the things that I like doing. I was very quick at like mental math yeah. tests and stuff. Um, and improv just works that muscle, yeah, so much. Um, and then there's also the feeling of letting go. Um, which is pretty exhilarating, like <clears throat> not knowing what you're about to say, what you're about to do, what your partner's about to do, and just having like pure reactions. Uh, and mm. I'm sure, you know, like <laughs> it didn't look so great in the team building exercise, whatever <laughs> that I did with Matt, but sure, that idea and that kind of mentality of just like letting go and just falling into the scene, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that was was the other part that really like hooked me and, and brought yeah. me in. Yeah. And I think I like what you said about the idea of like quick mental math and kind of seeing how that skill can translate into something else in another area, which I've never thought about that. But yeah. yeah. Now oh. it's time to work on your time stables. Absolutely. 10 times 10, a hundred nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Okay. Uh, wow. That's really cool. Okay. So you start taking classes and you said you had about two months of classes before um, things shut down for some random reason. Random. Yeah, so how were those first two months of classes? You said you were with Ben? Yeah, I think I was with Ben those first two months. Um, It was good. It definitely allowed me to just kind of open up more and break down, you know, my ego a little bit and break down the barriers that you have of like, oh, it's improv. I don't know these people. Do I want to stand up in front of them? I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, And so just being in there for two months – I would say like that's one of the biggest things that I picked up and it helped me um, yeah, just be able to talk to people um, like random people uh, and start up conversations. Whereas before, like I could not do that. Like mm. if you did not come talk to me, I did not talk to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so just those two months really kind of like helped me open up, break down barriers and, that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 How'd you take it from there? Which I think is very true. I, I still struggle having like random conversations or like in a room full of people, but I found 
I like to ask questions related to food and that usually helps get things going. Like I asked you what you ate for breakfast. Like I just, I don't know. I have that struggle sometimes. I had a job interview once where I I asked like their team was interviewing me and I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, what's the, if you could get rid of one food, like remove it from the face of the earth, what would it be? And that, that helped. I got a guy, I got the job. So yeah. Nice. No, I mean, yeah, uh, but that's I improv, like that's baby. A, yeah, uh, and that's a good like little go-to uh, trick. I feel like to to yeah. get people started. Yeah, and and from there, you know, whatever their answer is, you can find something to react to. Usually, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and it makes things easier. And I imagine um, just in any sort of like work environment where you need to work as a team, like it can be helpful to you know you got to do business, you got to be serious at times, but to help keep things loose too, it makes you more approachable as a as a coworker. Uh, it just helps with collaboration, all of that. Because, you know, if you're working on a project with someone, do you want to be scared of the person you're working with or do you want to feel like you can talk to them and, like, work through things? Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, you need that psychological safety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of the one of the big things we always bring up at work is uh, feeling safe mm. with, your, with your team. Yeah. Mm. 100%. So, pandemic hits. Were you thinking about improv at all during that pandemic or were you just like, <laughs> I'm kicking back for a second. Cause yeah. some people did the zoom route. Other people were like, no, I'm going to wait a little while. Uh, well, when it first hit, I mean, everything shut yeah, down. Yeah, of course. And then once it started coming back, I heard about doing improv mm. through zoom. Yeah. Um, and it just right off the bat, it did not appeal to me. Um, it's pretty rough, <laughs> especially with only having two months of previous improv experience. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I, I knew enough to think about how improv would try to play out through zoom, but I didn't know enough to feel comfortable or like confident mm. that I could do that. Uh, and so I, I just shied away, uh, from any of the zoom classes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then January, 2020, we still had mask on. Mm. So mm-hmm. that made things more difficult, but, um, yeah, I decided it was time for me to get back out there and do some improv. Yeah, you're like, I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. So, you come back. You join IFTP once more in January 2022, right? Mm-hmm. Which was, I think, around... No, we had masks on back then. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, because it got real bad in the winter. I had COVID that, that winter, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, got pretty dicey there for a second. So, you come back in. How was it kind of re-entering improv? Um... It was kind I'm not scary, but just like I was anxious. Yeah. Um, because at that point, like I knew that, you know, improv, you, when, once you're in class, like, you just have to get up there and do it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I would say anxiety was the biggest thing. It yeah, was just like, yeah. I know it's coming. I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, be terrible or if I'm going to be great compared to everybody in this class. Like, I don't know where everyone is. Um, and yeah, I was just like anxious to kind of get those first few scenes out of the way, I yeah, think. hundred percent. Um, but yeah, once, you know, once you get those first few scenes out of the way, you're familiar with people in the class, like mm-hmm. it all just feels very comfortable yeah. and welcoming, I guess, after that. Yeah. I mean, I would say just from what I remember you coming in, I was like, oh, this guy knows what's up. Like <laughs> I, I did not think you were anxious or anything at all. You were just like ready to go. Yeah. I was, I was hiding it for sure. Well, impressive. (laughs) 
I remember I was like, this guy's cool. All right. All right. So you're taking classes back at IFTP and I'm thinking about your, your 2022 at IFTP. So I know you were in the Wednesday class. You said you jumped over to the Saturday class. I know you were in the sketch class, mm-hmm. right? You know, a lot of good stuff. Uh, what did you think of that sketch class? What was your experience? It was a lot more work than I yeah. anticipated. In yeah, the me beginning. too. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I mean, I don't know why, like, I knew that we had to write the sketch yeah, and I just didn't think about, Oh, I have to write this like in my time. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, so that surprised me. But other than that, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, because I've never really thought about like writing mm-hmm. a play or anything or a script or short. Um, and so that really yeah, just allowed me to like try something very new and then the fact that we were able to like put together so many scenes and actually host a show and like I think it went off really well. Yeah, I do too. Um that quickly, like I was very impressed. Yeah, you all were amazing. Um and I mean you you carried us through that. So uh team I was yeah, I was very impressed with the team. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, I, I had a, a lot of fun and I know for months afterwards, like I was still coming up with sketches and stuff like pretty regularly yeah. and just yeah. But I never wrote them down. You uh, got to write them down. You got to write them down. Yeah. And then I just. I know you got tons of good ideas in there. Yeah, cat fuzz flying around. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think it just got out of the habit after that. But yeah, sure, sure. Now that class was a, was a blast. Yeah. You're, I loved your sketch because I know you were working with a couple of ideas. And then like it got down to the chopping block and you're like, all right, this is the direction I'm going to go. And it, it turned out so well it was a blast and everybody got in there and had these great little bit parts and you're yeah. just like oh. <laughs> i really yeah the first one that first sketch i wrote was super meta and it was very meta pointed i enjoyed and, the twists and turns yeah it, i think i just had fun writing that one oh, yeah you gotta be instead able to of explore it yeah instead of thinking like oh how would this actually like show yeah um and then after reviewing in class I was like okay i definitely need something different um, but I still, I wanted to like include everyone yeah. for some reason. Um, and yeah, uh, doing the little Holy spirit cheer skit, just, yeah. Who's got the spirit. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Very like three beats, very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, all right, this fits yeah. pretty well. I like it. Let's go with this. Yeah. It was real. It's like a tight, tight sketch. It was just like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. It felt nice. Yeah. And that, so that was your first time like writing something like that, like writing a sketch or like a short scene. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, you know, written stuff in high school, like, sure. uh, fictional stories for class or yeah, something. Of course. Um, but I don't think I've ever written like a script or of, of like a play or a short or anything. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that was my first time. Uh, well, you, you did great. <laughs> that was an awesome first start. Thanks. All right. All right. So. Um, I want to ask, because I've been thinking about it. So improv does have this very early root in your life with Who's Line, right? Which, again, it's just, that show's a big deal. <laughs> like, yeah. we, we always got to acknowledge that. What were some of your other comedic influences growing up? You mentioned Adult Swim. I mean, just hanging out with your friends. Like, I mean, a lot of shenanigans can come from that. Yeah. Um, my friends and I, so we would play Apples to Apples. Oh, yeah. And a lot of that that was always that was always fun for us we um for a few years in like 
later middle school, early high school, we did some like YouTube videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was always fun. So, but we never wrote script for those. We just kind of like, Oh, just, this seems kind of fun. Let's yeah, just mess it. around and like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so my friends definitely had like influence on me. And then of course that makes sense. Like anybody can say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, your friends influenced you. Yeah. Peer pressure. Not uh, good. But other comedians, Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, Jeff Foxworthy. My dad loved him. Uh, smarter than a fifth grader. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we even, we had like little cassettes that he would play oh, in the car nice. when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I remember the name Dane Cook, but I, I don't want to claim that as a, yeah. as a Street magic, yeah. Um, I think early YouTube days too, like it was definitely like stuff that he's going around. Yeah. Yeah. The early Kevin Hart, I remember that. Mm. Um. <laughs> I, my friend and I, we, we referenced that all the time for years. Yeah. Um, Dimitri Martin. Oh yeah. 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 Reggie Watts. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to remember if there are any like just kind of off the wall comedians that, yeah. that really stood out. So a lot of stand up for you. Yeah. Um, cause I guess there weren't too many avenues to watch like a lot of improv. Yeah. Well, yeah. Growing up besides like who's lying. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, it came down to Adult Swim and stand-up specials there on Comedy go. Central. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got so many. Yeah. yeah. Were, were there any TV shows or movies in particular you remember seeing and being like, "That, that's my funny." Um, Chappelle Show is hilarious. Yes, sir. Uh, I love Chappelle Show. Reno Nine One One is just a good one. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> South. Oh. I, yeah, I grew up with South Park too. It's um, still going too. That's yeah. the crazy part. Yeah. Um, I kind of lost track of it. I kept up very well yeah. until they started serializing the episodes. Mm. Um, and then I sort of lost it after that. Yeah. But yeah, so South Park was a big influence. Um, movies, Kung Pao, Enter mm, the Fist. That's a good movie. Um, I like that movie. Is my like. favorite movie of all time. I've seen yeah. it like 30 something yeah, times it's probably. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, so that's a big influence too. <laughs> all right, these are all good choices, Mike. I appreciate them. I'm like, oh man, I want to go back and watch Chappelle's show, but yeah, <laughs> and Reno Nine One One too. Got to get on that. Do you think, like, thinking back to all those things you enjoyed watching growing up, and maybe still enjoy watching now, right? Do they have an influence to the work that you do in class today, or how you approach your work with improv or when you did sketch? Yeah. I feel like uh, some of the, maybe the mannerisms I get Mm. into in characters, um, I borrow from, I don't know, really, I guess, like, I don't, I don't have any specific characters from like Chappelle show, but I feel like I try to take some of his um, actions, I guess, or style yeah um and try to act funny like him i guess i yeah um try to mimic mimic my funny off of that Mm. um and then i don't get to do this in class too much but back to whose line Uh wayne brady doing his just like off the cuff songs yes i love doing that and so i i do that at the house i do it in the car um Mm. Whether I have music, I don't have music, I just like making up random stuff and singing about it. Um, 
And so like I've had a couple of chances in class where like that kind of comes out. Yeah, there's a scene you're like, mm. yeah. Um, and at the last like improv jam we did, I remember I got a chance uh, to just say like, we are in Hawaii. Just oh, I remember that. Yeah, I, think I was there for that one. Yeah, just randomly. Um, but Matt joined in, and we had like background dancers. Like oh yeah, hit beating their chest and like stomping and stuff. I think um, I was on stage stomping in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I, so I loved that uh, that scene. It just it worked <laughs> so well. Um, but yeah, I guess any sketch comedy. I, I guess I probably try to pull characters. Yeah. from there or characteristics. I guess yeah. Just be like, okay, how can I make this like my version? Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's like, I think it's very true. Like I think about my own life. I'm like, oh yeah, we've all like watched different things that like shaped and molded our minds. And now like here we are as adults, like how does that come out now? And like the work we do in class and in writing and in so many other places. All right. Um, so you're in improv class, your teacher comes up and they're going to say, uh, you're going to do an exercise and it's your favorite exercise. What is it? Oh, I, Oh, I, I like rap battle. Mm, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I have a ton of fun. I, I grew up on rap. Um, yeah. so rap battle is fun. Well, in a Georgia too. Yeah. I mean like the Atlanta rap scene. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, just thinking yeah. About that. Trap music. Like, um, and then I actually, I did this exercise the other day for the first time. Um, and as soon as I did, I was like, Oh, this is brilliant. Um, but it's like A to C and mm. yeah, you just, I guess we did it, uh, with like a one word suggestion. Oh yeah. yeah. So somebody just goes purple. Right. And then everybody in the class has to think of a kind of A to C jump. And so it's like, okay, grapes. And then from grapes, it's like, okay, I'm a farmer picking grapes. Some, and like, yeah. that's how you can start a scene. Yeah. It gives um, you a little more to work with. Yeah. Or purple. And then it's like prints. And then you can be like, oh, I'm at a, a concert or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that was a fun, like simple, effective exercise. Um, but other than that, I really like doing the Armandos in class. Um, I love Armandos. I'd be interested in doing them like in a, in a longer form. Yeah. Um, I agree. But just doing them in class is a ton of fun. I, I, I think we hit them pretty well. Um, yeah. So those are probably my favorites. I haven't got to do one since we did it at camp. Oh yeah. Oh man. And yeah, we did a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I got to do like part of the class on that one and it was fun. Just like doing them over and over and over again. (laughs) It's it's such a tight format. Yeah. I like the little monologues too. Yeah. um, That was definitely something that takes some practice. I feel like, Um, and I guess it helps if you've, if you have experience and you've thought of like some of these topics before. Yeah. Uh, Cause I realized some of the monologues I give, it's like, okay, I can fill the time. I can tell a story. It's not a fun story. It doesn't bring in a bunch of characters. I, I know there's been a few times where I tell a story and I'm like, yeah, I went to this thing and I was just by myself and I was just, yeah, it was, it was pretty, you know, boring or sad or depressing. And it's like, all right, well now my teammates have nothing to really play off of. Like that's, Oops. that's pretty <laughs> difficult. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's, that's something I want to practice is the, the monologues, but yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. I've, I've done like a class exercise before where it's just, you run those monologues and then you just quickly do like initiations off of them just to see, or like you do the monologue and then everyone just raises their hand like, Oh, what initiations did you think of from that? And it's like, so you're getting both practice for the monologues and thinking of like what you can pull from it as well. Yeah. Which 
can be like grueling work because you never actually do a scene. You're just doing that over and over, but it is helpful in the long term. Yeah. So maybe that's something I have TP teachers out there. If you're interested in doing on the spot monologues and a premise generation, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Some ideas. All right. Now we're going to flip that question on you. Your teacher gets up. We're doing blank exercise. Your day is ruined. What's that exercise? <laughs> it used to be the song circle. Ah. Oh, hotspot. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. But I have now because of IFTP, I have mm. memorized <laughs> enough songs or like parts of songs that I feel comfortable going into the circle uh, yeah. and playing that game. Yeah. But that's still, it is very difficult for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that one would be my, my most dreaded game. It like pushes you. Yeah. It's yeah. not because I hate it. It's just like, Oh, that one is very yeah tough to get through. Um, I don't know if there are any others. I really, I enjoy like all the exercises. Um, and I, I guess if there's ever an exercise that I feel like I don't enjoy when I go up there, I try to add my own game behind yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you make it work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Which is kind of cheating, I guess, but I still, I play within the rules. I just kind of yeah, tweak. The I think rules that's a bit. okay. Yeah. yeah. You're still making it work as long as you're not like, shutting down your scene partner. (laughs) Yeah. Then I think you're all good. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh man. I was thinking about that. Yeah. I guess there's no exercises at the end of the day that I absolutely hate. It's just, there are some where I'm like, I got to work a little harder on this one. Yeah. 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 Like, like for me, it's always a translation that one. I, I just struggle with that one. I don't know. That gets me. Gets um, me. That one. Yeah. That one. For me, I guess it's kind of like middle tier. Um, it's <laughs> it's tier, fun. A tier ranking right now. Yeah, it's fun, but it's like exercises. It, being the, the person making up the language is so, I feel like, yeah, it is kind of difficult because I'm, I'm trying to think like, all right, I actually want to sound French or Japanese or, you know, we had the, we had Hungarian at the show the other night. I am not sure. Um, <laughs> and, or I guess that was, that was the 10 PM show. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm trying so hard to make it sound like a real language. Mm. Um, but then I realized it was like, nobody cares. It doesn't matter if it's a real language. Like yeah. just focus on the emotional and like physical communication part. And then just whatever comes out of your mouth comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But while we we're talking about this, I, I we did do a, an exercise in class the other day that was like, this is not for me. Um <laughs> One person, it was a two-person scene. One person had to uh, do their scene, but they had to throw in a bunch of, like, old maxims or sayings. Um, oh, yeah. And and then the the scene partner has to react as if Justify. the saying is literal. Um, yeah, and, of course, I started... I, I, I do not know a lot of sayings. Mm, and uh, That is hard. Or at least I couldn't think of them on the spot. Yeah. And, of course, I started with, uh, oh, my nipples are hard as diamonds. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the opening scene is That's just the first line. Yeah, Tigran oh. coming over, checking out my my nips. So. Indeed, they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even like just early bird gets the worm. <laughs> like just straight up, you went right to that. Yeah, and after that, I was like, I don't know where to go. Yeah, after this, that, um, that definitely throws you off your game a little bit. Yeah, but Matt let me let us 
struggle. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's like, I want to see you sweat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never good. played that game. That sounds fun. I've played like versions of that where you read, like one person reads something and the other person has to justify, but that, this sounds a lot harder. Yeah. Um, that's, I wanted the justification yeah. spot, uh, but I, I was in the back row, so I didn't stand up yeah, and get there in time. It's a poor uh, choice of seating. Yeah. In your next class, guarantee you're going to be sitting in the front, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm up here now. I'm up yeah, here. Yeah, I am ready. Like, not today. Not today, Matt. <laughs> I'm getting the spot I want. Yeah. It's mm. pretty cool. Okay. So thinking about improv as a whole, your experience. I mean, going back to 2019, like, that's a long time ago thinking about it now. It was. I think four years. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, what impact do you think improv has had on your life since that very first exercise with the mysterious man who came into your place of work to now where you've performed at IFTP, you've written a sketch here, like you've done this variety of different things within classes and with shows? Uh, I mean, the first one is just what I was talking about earlier, like improv really helped me break down some barriers, yeah. uh, one specifically being like my ego and just thinking like, Oh, I'm too cool. Uh, and cause you quickly realize like, no, you're not, yeah. you were, none of us are very bad up on stage. Uh, yeah. Um, and improv also, it, it, it helped me, even though it broke down my ego, it helped me get my confidence back. Mm. Um, cause I guess I had this, Oh, here we go. Let's get Yeah, let's go. Uh, honestly, I guess I had this like false wall of security up, so mm-hmm. imp- or confidence, so improv broke that down. But then it also allowed me to build up a real sense mm. of confidence and like an actual foundation. Um, good job, Dr. Michael. Mm. Uh, so uh, I always get him to break. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that... Uh, Improv is just like give me an outlet to be creative. Yeah. I've tried like drawing before and that lasts for a couple of weeks and it's like, nah. Yeah. No um, music, I'm just not musically inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I've, you know, I've never really tried it. And when I did in chorus, yeah, I was uh, going to say fourth you know, and fifth grade, it, it, yeah, right? I quit very abruptly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so improv gives me that creative outlet and it allows me to also like more therapy, explore my emotions more. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm a, you know, my background is math and science and stuff and like a lot I work of emotions with, and math, yeah, right? <laughs> work with computers all day. So like most of the time I don't need to think about that stuff. It's just yeah. very analytical. It's very, here's a problem. Let me solve it. Um, but improv allows me and pushes me, mm. uh, to kind of really, think about my emotions. Cause I can't just go into a scene at the same emotional level, the same emotion every time. Yeah, um, no way. And so I have to really feel things and think back on like, all right, what, what made me feel like this? How can I feel like this in character? All that kind of stuff. Um, so it really like pushes me, uh, in the, those kind of like emotional directions. And yeah, I feel like that's been a, a big help. Yeah. Yeah. I think you brought up an interesting point where, you know, you talked about like, you've tried drawing, you tried music. Like if I think about those other arts, um, what's different about them as compared to improv, like music, you like either have to sing or you have to have an instrument and you have to 
practice to be able to do it. You know, the same with art. Like you have to practice drawing for a while before you're any good at it. But improv, you're both practicing and doing it at the same time. And you just, I mean, you just show up, you know, you don't have to have like a two HB pencil and the, uh, oh yeah, I just got my guitar restrung. Now I'm ready to play. You know, now I have the pick, the amp, the uh, distortion pedal, like whatever. You just show up. Yeah. And that's, I, you know, I've been trying to think like, okay, when I do every time, are there any other hobbies I want to pick up? And like, I've thought about trying to do some more music stuff. Yeah. But then the question comes up, it's like, all right, what is, what is my goal with that? Like, am I just doing it for fun? Is there some, you know, goal I'm trying to reach? Even if it's kind of arbitrary, just like set myself. But I feel like if I go into music, the only thing I would, the only goal I would really want to achieve is like be able to play jazz. Ooh. And that's because it's more free flow. Like it's the improv of music. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I, I guess if I did go into music, like, uh, that's what I would do because it's just musical improv. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 You just, uh, gotta learn how to play the upright bass and then you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> then you'd be like, hey, G. Micah, take that bass line for a walk. I wanted I wanted to play saxophone. Oh, uh, I could see that. I can, I yeah, can like, picture it. Audio listeners, I'm so sorry, but video watchers. <laughs> think about this man with the saxophone. Sax man. Sax yeah. Man. Uh, Some uh, Kenny G. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I think I tried... Out middle school or something like that, and mm, uh, a marching band kind of thing, or like yeah, and they didn't yeah. want me, so they're lost. Yeah, they're lost. Okay, random middle school in Georgia somewhere. Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, look what could have been. You missed out. Lost it. Yeah, that teacher oof, missed a big whiff right there on their part. Yeah. Well, hey, it's never too late. Never too late. You're right. I could go back to middle school. <laughs> yeah, you could re-enroll. Now, I'm going to draw a crazy parallel right now because I've just thought of two things from your life that I've learned. We're going to tie them in together. And you can either think I'm very dumb or very smart, so we'll see. Okay. Okay, so you mentioned to me you played soccer. And your initial reason for playing soccer, right, was because of a girl on, on the bus, which is, you know, a lot of times we do things when we're young because there's someone we have a crush on, right, or we're interested in. Yeah. <laughs> Huge motivator in our choices, 100%. It's probably why I started drinking Monster Energy at a young age. I don't drink it anymore, but, you know, there was a time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, (laughs) soccer I've always thought of, and I think is not just me thinking that. Like, the sentiment is that it's, like, one of the simplest sports to, like, anybody can pick it up and be, like, you just need a ball and, like, somewhere to kick that ball into. You know, other sports, like, something like lacrosse is, like, the barrier to entry is insane. That's why nobody plays lacrosse and, you know. (laughs) But I think of improv in a similar light. You're able to just come in and pick it up. And obviously, you know, it takes a ton of practice to get good. Just like with improv or soccer, there's a huge skill gap between like the veterans and someone who's just joining in. But it's it's easier for anyone to get into and to get involved with. And to see that you've done both those things in your life. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I'm crazy, but I just thought of that connection. No, um, I definitely think there's a connection. Um and I think it's, I think it's because of how I think ab- about soccer and improv, or at least that's the connection for me is, uh, you know, like I said, I was playing center back, which is more of an organizational position yeah. and in, in classes and at shows and stuff, um, 
yes, I'm doing improv, but I find myself thinking when I'm in the audience or the back line, mm. uh, how could we structure this uh. scene? Not even, you know, what information can I give? Um, I guess I just assume everybody, you know, we're on a, we're on a stage performing in LA. Like I, I assume that we can all add information yeah, to the absolutely. scene. So, so now when I'm up there, I'm considering, you know, uh, are these people standing too close? Should we like be spread out to give more presence? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, stage picture, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, should we just do two person scenes really quick or should we like, you know, try out this other um, format for a scene? Um, yeah. And just trying to think of like, I guess how to organize mm. improv now. Um, and I guess because I can do that in both soccer and improv, it, yeah. you have like been drawn to them. Mm, be in a position to be like, yeah, like direct <laughs> and kind of move things around. And yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's why you like the Armando so much too, is like the structure that that gives. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very strong. And like, there are a lot of long firms out there that have like a, a serious structure like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, one I saw recently that I've been talking about, uh, was a three person team did, uh, like pretty flower or Spokane. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Which for everyone out there, uh, mono scene and they're hanging out they talk there's something that comes up they split and do like three or f- three scenes off of that uh, topic and then they come back to the mono scene and they repeat that a few times so yeah. petals like of the flower out and coming back yeah. Yeah. yeah always to the bulb yeah I don't know the stamen I think that's like a science term for it is a flower. science is that yeah. the middle uh, I think that's one of the reproductive parts of the flower is the stamen <laughs> It's been, a, it's been a minute yeah. since biology, <laughs> like a long time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we need plant sex ed again. So. Yeah. So the stamen, uh, that's something to do with the pollen. I think that's where the pollen needs to be put from the bee. Okay. You know, when it lands. Gotcha. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm getting a little nervous. I'm like, Some flowers have the stamen. Others don't. Ah, uh, that's enlightening. Yeah. So next time you're looking at a flower, that's what I want you to think about. Okay. All right. Uh, I got one more question for you, Mike, and then we're going to jump into some games. All right. So thinking about your improv, let's, let's call it career thus far. You've been in this game for a little bit now. You've done some shows. You've done some sketch. Thinking about looking ahead, are there any goals in particular that you have for maybe in your classes, in your performance opportunities, or something new you might want to try, whether it's improv, comedy, or performance related? Yeah. Um, so I guess improv related, I definitely, I'm in this phase now where like, I want to try out teams, mm. um, and go try to do some team performances and stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, and then that also ties back into the whole organization type uh, thing. Yep. 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 Um, there is a goal that I have, which, uh, is a very stretch goal. Um, but I would love to play improv or at least a scene with the people from whose line. Oh yeah. And, um, so Jonathan, uh, Mangum mm-hmm. is here yeah, and he's been around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's been around a few times and I remember there was one, one show he was in Yeah, and they asked for a volunteer from the audience to do <gasps> the alphabet game with him. Oh which yeah. I love the alphabet game. Um, and I, I just hesitated. Oh. And of course, who threw his hand up and got up there? Daryl. Yep. Super I quick. Was there. I remember. Oh. 
Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I want to I want to do at least a scene with everybody. Funny. Like yeah. you know, if I could just do one with uh, Drew Carey and Wayne Brady, oh, Ryan, all them. Or, um, I mean, I think you're in the right place. We got some connections here. So yeah, yeah. But I you're I think right that would, that's kind of like a stretch goal of mine, yeah. or maybe a dream of improv. Yeah. Um, and then performance wise. I don't know. I've kind of been looking at acting yeah. classes just to just try it out. Try it out. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm getting into more of the longer form improv. And so like, yeah, I think sure. acting would help um, yeah. with that. Especially like if it turns dramatic or. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess I've, I've looked around at music stuff, but I don't think I'll ever pull the trigger to jazz band class. Yeah. Gotta get you back on the sax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just need a refurbished version of guitar hero or something. Yeah. They got to bring it back. Saxophone hero, sax yeah. hero. <laughs> yeah. That's uh you know, I don't know if a saxophone is as mainstream as a guitar. Maybe not. It's maybe a, a little bit of germ issues from that yeah. one too. Just cause like you can't share that controller, you know, no. <laughs> just breathing and spitting at it. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun though. I like where your heart's at. Or maybe we need recorder hero. Uh, uh, nah, nah, nah. Nobody <laughs> likes recorders. That's the that's the instrument everyone's forced to learn and nobody keeps up with. Yeah, hot cross buns. <laughs> you should write a sketch about recorders. I don't know. I want you to work on that. All right. <laughs> all right. I think I think those are all very attainable goals. The who's line one too? Like that's something I think you can get to. Yeah, it'll just take time, but I think it's it's definitely attainable. Yeah. Is there? any particular type of long form improv that you'd be interested in like learning or practicing or just like any kind? Cause there's so many different forms out there. Yeah. Um, I really want to work on organic openings, mm. uh, where it is just the one word and you just yeah. go. Um, and then, yeah, the, the flower, like pretty flower, that seems fun. And, when I saw when I saw this team do it, I was like, it was just so tight. Yeah, and really good. played very well. Um, so definitely want to try that out. And then, yeah, I guess that's all that I really have like at the top of my head. I guess maybe a longer Armando would be fun. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Very nice. Well, thank you for sharing your improv journey. Thank you for asking. Now let's do some improv. You're welcome. All right. So I've got three games picked out for you that we're going to be playing. And one of these uh, is going to be good. You're the right person I have for this game. Okay. So I'm glad you're here. All right. So for this uh, for this first one, uh, this game is called Status Transfer. And you may, may have played a game like this before in class. I think we've done it at IFTP here before. Uh, so what we're going to do in this scene, uh, we're going to start with different levels of status. One of us will have high status. One of us will have low status. Then at some point throughout that scene, we need to gradually shift. The status needs to change. And the only suggestion that we are going to get in this scene is, of course, for our relationship. Um, so I have, I actually have this app that gives me uh, improv suggestions. It's really cool. Is it, which one is it? It's called Sakio. Does it have a green background? It's, it does. I think, I, yeah. It looks like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I, yeah, I think it's uh, tucked away. Okay. Um, it's not on my front page anymore. It's got some, 
Well, that's a little disappointing. Yeah, but this, I like that app. This is my work phone, so it's not even... <laughs> it's my real phone over there. <laughs> it's on both, though. Yeah. All right. Um, so, our relation. You may have seen it. Mortal enemies. That's all we're going to get. Status, mortal enemies. And uh, I'll black us out when I think we're done. You thought it was wise to show up here? My lord. I apologize. I had had the thought to invade thy city in the night. But it seems I got the times confused and it, it's now morning. It is. You've missed the perfect time to take over the city. And now we're out here while my mortal enemy goes about his day buying pastries and what? who calls it? He's, he's flaunting. In front of you. In front of your great city. How can the people of this city take you seriously when your mortal enemy, Thaddeus the Great, walks about free of the law? My lord, I'm sorry. I, I'm overstepping my boundaries. I, I am merely a listener. Please, forgive Are me. You? Because from what I've heard, it seems that maybe you are helping my mortal enemy. Maybe he is not my actual mortal enemy at all. It seems to be you. My Lord Raymond, you flatter me that perhaps this Thaddeus who flaunts about the square, consuming pastries... You found us out. He's but a distraction from the real enemy. Marcus, don't do this. Don't do this. We have been through thick and thin. And you're going to just hang me out to dry. (laughs) Raymond, I'm surprised it's taken you so long. I've been plotting and scheming in the shadows, following your curtails from your rise to night to now ruler of this great land. I've been waiting for my moment to strike. I no longer wish to be in your shadow. I wish for you to be in mine. Could you? I baptized your daughter. And now you're just putting me in the dirt. In the shadows. Griselda will understand what I've done. She'll say, Father, I know that was the man that baptized me, but now I want you to baptize me in his blood. You laugh? You laugh at me, Raymond? You know what I can do on the battlefields. I laugh from fear. Good. don't know what to say to you anymore i speechless just at least let me go i will give you this one chance raymond if you swear fealty to me and you give me your crown i will let you go freely unharmed this crown has been in my family for four generations now and now it will be in mine 
choice is yours, Raymond. I have no choice. The crown is yours. I've always wanted this. Black out. <laughs> if it's just reaching. Oh, yeah. And then I hit my... I, hit my, I uh, know. Oh, that it's was even fun. better. So, just to really make you feel low there. You're yeah. just like... <laughs> running right into the microphone. Um, I'm always down to play like a medieval scene, so I'm glad it went that direction. That's like yeah. my favorite era to live in. Yeah, that was fun. And then I realized... That uh, I made somebody else my mortal enemy. I was like, no, 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 no. Let's oh, we brought it back, though. Yeah, we yeah. brought it back, though. Yeah. So it didn't matter. I think we were both like sorting our way for like two seconds at the beginning, and then we got to sort it out. And it was like, oh, okay, we got this. Yeah. We got this. Yeah. So no sweat there. That was a ton of fun. All right. We're going to keep moving to this next game. Uh, have you seen the popular Netflix, well, first BBC original series, then Netflix original series, Black Mirror? I have. Excellent. So this game is called black mirror and in this game um can you tell me what's a piece of technology you enjoy um i mean i guess i really enjoy my phone uh do we want a better a better piece of technology uh we'll take phone okay we'll take phone um so your phone is now linked to your brain Nice. And uh, your phone is now constantly tweeting out your thoughts because it's linked to your brain. Okay. This new technology. And that's going to be the basis of our scene. I'll black us out when we're done. My phone is tweeting out my thoughts. Yes. This is an issue. I mean, I don't want to say it. I think you have to. Trevor, I think you're an idiot. If you're... Yeah, no, no, no. I just tweeted, I think I'm an idiot too. Oh my gosh. Damn. Like, I know you don't have that many followers right now, but your account's going to blow up. It's... But if it blows up, then we can't have that many followers. It's not... Oh, like blow, oh, blow up like in followers. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. People are going to be reading these tweets. And I, your life is going to have no privacy. Yeah, uh, I. It seems that I'm thinking. Damn, that's bad, bro. I. What were you thinking when you got the chip to connect you to your phone, man? I wasn't thinking. Twitter is an excellent service, and you should not think before you use it. Oh my gosh. I. I just like even as your friend, you know, it kind of makes me like feel like I should like check Twitter to see like what you're really thinking about me. You know, I'm kind of feeling a little self-conscious here. I mean, you can check it. At... No, you're my friend. You're... Okay. That's good. You know, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to look at it. There's no need. Look, I need to turn this off because it's just distracting me. And even though all my thoughts are out there in the world, I can't think about it. I can't, I can't let it get to me. Yeah. I mean, do you, you volunteered for this. I did. I thought you knew what you were signing up for. Well, when they said to the world, you know, who thinks it's the world? I mean, fair. I think, what, you have 15 followers right now? Exactly. Yeah. My world was small. Yeah. It's fair. I just, I'm up to 21 now. Like, 
I'm just now I'm just kind of thinking about the consequences. Like, how are you how how are you ever gonna date anyone if they find out about this Twitter account? I just got to be open and truthful and honest and yeah. Uh, yeah. transparent and yeah. uh, have good thoughts. I guess have nice oh, thoughts. I need to delete those. You're gonna nope. you're gonna have to be like the nicest dude ever. I guess so. Yeah, that doesn't sound very fun. I mean, no, it sounds kind of difficult. Cause like I feel like your brain is supposed to be the one place where you can be, you know, a little private. Yeah, alone in your thoughts. Yeah, it's not there anymore. Yeah, I need a second brain. Second brain. Tell me yeah. more. I wish I knew more. Uh, I I, I read this article um, that said second brains are a thing now. Would. And you could have this brain be separate from your Twitter connected brain, right? Yeah, exactly. So it'd be like uh, your, a safe space. Yeah, I think it was sponsored by Instagram. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah. Safe and, space from t- for the Twitter. Yeah, and that just that puts out images, right? Instead of text. Yeah, so okay. nobody's gonna know really what words I'm thinking. Yeah, it's just pictures. Yeah. Well, but pictures say a thousand words, so isn't that my math is oh off? My gosh. Yeah, the ratio might. It sounds like the the Insta brain would be even more words than the than the Twit brain. Yeah, that might be an issue, <sighs> dude. You're in, you are in trouble. I, you know, you you said in the beginning that I I uh, wasn't very bright, and I'm yeah. I'm I'm really seeing that. Yeah, I just just really seeing how dumb I am. I mean, I feel bad, but also, it's kind of funny. Yeah, don't feel bad. I'm an yeah, idiot. Like, I, I'm looking at your Twitter right now. What am I thinking? You've already jumped up to twenty thousand followers. You're blowing up, nice. dude. Like the rate you're tweeting right now. I mean, it's constant. It's constant. Never stop. I mean, if you want, like, maybe we can spin this into like some sort of influencer situation. You know. I think my thoughts could influence the masses. Yeah, you could. I feel like, I mean, you're already gaining a pretty nice following. Like, let's see how it grows over the next maybe couple of days. Like, just like try not to think anything that'll get you canceled, okay? Yeah, and I'm not that smart, so I can't push any, you know. Uh, yeah, like you're not going to hurt anyone. Yeah, I can't push any bad biases on people. I have no no good thoughts. Uh, yes, no good, yeah. It's like, maybe you were the right person for this. Maybe I'm the chosen one. Maybe. Maybe you are. Blackout. <laughs> I like being the chosen one. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> You're like, not too smart for this, but not too dumb for this either. Just like right in the middle. <laughs> like, the sweet spot. Which is probably where that guy would need to be. Yeah. So, like for the safety of humanity. <laughs> or for his own safety so no one like kills him. Or Yeah. He probably needs to protect uh, himself a little bit. Yeah. I was thinking about that, man. That would be rough though. Yeah, like your Twitter account just starts spewing out every thought you have. Like, yeah, that would not be good, <sighs> man. But it would be nice. God damn it! All right, <laughs> say it, say it, say it. It would be nice if I could set up some type of like system uh, that actually like tracked the thoughts that was that were put out on Twitter. Mm. So then I can see like, oh, I'm thinking about this. Uh, mm. too much or oh that's what's keeping me up at night yeah is because, like for a personal use yeah, yeah 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 rather than like just out there yeah if it if it happens to be out there then 
that sucks. But <laughs> if it's out there, I better be collecting some useful some useful data from it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> nice. Very nice. All right. For this final scene, um, we're it's going to be, we'll give it a, an organic opening. I'll give us just one word. But we have a bit of a game we have to play here. Right. And in this scene, I can give you an example. Is that a, we can't complete your own dot, dot, dot. Sentence. Yeah. Thought. So we're going to be completing one another's sentences. So kind of how this works is that like, I mean, like I'll say a line like, you know, I'm starting to think that, and then you'd finish it, but then also kind of give me the trail end of a next line. And not that every line has to end in an incomplete sentence, you know, but there's going to, there needs to be a decent back and forth. Yeah. Decent okay. chuckle. So definitely not one long continuous sentence. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. And uh, I'll, I'll get us a one word suggestion. Hot dogs. Oh, I am just ready to get out of this ballpark. It is packed in here. Absolutely. I, who knew you could spend six plus hours inside of Chuck E. Cheese? This has been delightful. I forgot that we were supposed to be going to get groceries. Yeah, no, I did too. It's crazy. So crazy that we can't even get out of this ballpark in time. I, I'm pretty sure the grocery store is closed yeah i think we missed our chance but this could be good for for us uh starting our new routine we we now is our chance to actually start using the hello fresh groceries that we're getting we can actually cook and instead of letting them go to waste eat those meals yeah i mean the amount of promo codes we've gotten from podcasts to get those has been just crazy. Honestly, it's a little annoying how much uh, the HelloFresh ads come in. And uh, I just, you know, I'm ready to try it out. Let's let's try doing this every week. Yeah. We can make this a thing. We'll go to Chuck E. Cheese, play in the ball pit, and come out. Take a nice ride home, probably roll the windows down, whip out the HelloFresh groceries, you know, whip them up, do our thing, and uh, that could bring the spark back into our relationship, yeah, into our marriage. It's something we've been needing for for a while now. It's, uh, yeah, I've been uh, kind of holding that down. Yeah, you have been holding that down, and... You know, being here in this ball pit with you has really grounded me in thinking about what's important. Thinking about everything. All these different color balls just lying around. Are they clean? Are they dirty? Do I care? Does it love me? They're just balls all around you. Balls. All these, all these balls. So many balls and distractions. We need to focus on us. Being here makes me remember that we can still have fun together. You know, it doesn't just have to be 
us with a group of children in a ball pit. And it's okay if we ignore the employee saying, you're too old to be in there. Get out of that ball pit. Don't lick that ball. Stop eating that ball. Or a child, depending on the day. Blackouts. <laughs> oh, that one got weird. Oh, yeah, it definitely got weird. But, you know, in a way, I, I'm happy for that couple. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to do something to help. To help themselves. Yeah. That's important. A nice trip to Chuck E. Cheese in the ball pit. Yeah, whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. And then go eat those HelloFresh groceries. Yes. What are you? Have you ever done one of those, uh, like... They ship you the recipe ingredients kind of thing? Yeah, I did HelloFresh for like three months, I think. Mm. Um, And the idea was like, all right, I'm going to do this for a few weeks, get the recipes, and then I'm just going to go buy the groceries myself. Yeah. But I didn't realize at the time that I just don't like grocery shopping. Yeah. And so once I stopped HelloFresh, it was like, oh, now I have to go out to the store. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't like grocery shopping and that's why my trips are very uh, optim- streamlined, I guess. Uh, you I know exactly them. like what I want, what aisle it's on and I yeah. just go oh, I there. Yeah. I don't really You're like a sniper. browse around. Yeah. Uh, very efficient grocery yeah. shopper. Yeah. Oh, I I like that a lot. I think that's important. You know, I think we need more efficient shoppers. Like, just in general, that would do humanity good. Because, you know, you're in there sometimes, there's some people, you know, they're a little aimless, and it's like, just get out of the way, man. I'm rolling through here. Trader Joe's has a uh, high high proportion of of those kind of people. It's That's a tough place to shop. When it's busy, it's like the aisles are tiny. There's, like, weird turns. and That's what, uh, that's my biggest thing. It's a battle in there. Yeah, it is not laid out for you to like effectively walk around and no. like get groceries. It mm. it runs people into each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like all at the back of the store and then that's where the frozen aisle like is too. So yeah. you're like, ah. I get very if if I know I have to go to Trader Joe's, I'm just like I get tense. Um yeah. 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 I like I like it there, but it's it can be tough to go. They have great snacks. Yeah. I do, do. like their snacks. snacks. Um shout out Trader Joe's. <laughs> but yeah. Please work on the aisle. Just like get a bigger store. Traffic flow. You don't need more yeah, products. Just like a slightly bigger store. Like it's this is a square footage issue. Yeah. 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 It's really all it is. Or just build more locations so that each individual one is less popular. That would work too. There we go. Yeah, it would work too. All right. Well, Micah, thank you so much for joining us on the show this evening. Are there any final words you want to leave us with before we conclude tonight's episode? Um, final words, be nice to people. Be nice to people. That's about it. Uh, yeah, that's a great final word. All right. Well, thank you so much again for joining us on this week's episode of improv for the podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. As always, uh, improv for the podcast is available to stream on anywhere, anywhere you find podcasts, seriously, anywhere. Like you can even go back in time and you'll be able to find it. It's there. Uh, yep. It's there. Thank you for confirming. Uh, but yeah, as always, we'd love to hear from you. If you listen on, uh, you want to check out our social media or just leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes and we'll hope to hear from you soon. But until then, we'll see you next week. Improv for the podcast was created by Matt Moore and Michael Lee Evans. Edited and produced by Michael Lee Evans. And finally, presented by Improv for the People. 
Interested in more IFTP? You can visit us at improvforthepeople.com or on our socials, such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, new episodes are released weekly. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.